press record. Um, okay, so. Hello. Oh, it's it's Linda. Hey, Linda. Hey, it's totally normal. Everything's fine and perfect. <laughs> totally regular. How are, just my how game are you? Oh, I got too much gain on my mic. Give me one sec. Uh, boo -boo -boo. I am mm -hmm. testing sibilance. Sibilance. How am I? I'm okay. I spent the day doing some uh, yard work and stuff, and now there's supposed to be a storm rolling in. And I'm sincerely Ooh. hoping we don't get storm blue balled because I could use a real storm. I don't want to get storm teased anymore, though. Oh, yeah. I just realized I checked the weather today and it said thunderstorms, but I'm looking outside and it's looking pretty sunny and blue and clear. It did get real dark for a second there, but as of yet, it has not properly stormed. So I like thunderstorm blue balls. We will see. And then, yeah, of course, you know, technology just doesn't doesn't uh, do all the things you want to do sometimes, which yep. is boring to talk about. So we won't. But computers exactly. can't live with them can't live without them am i right hey kid i'm a computer hey cute i'm a computer hey kid i'm a computer it's a it's an old meme it's, oh, it's, it's it. an old meme yeah okay i think it's from you remember those did you ever see the gi joe videos yes roughly around the time that we were like in college yes i do remember the early early youtube uh gi yeah. joe joke videos Yes. I remember them being uh, very, uh, the highs were high and the lows were low is my, my memory of those G.I. Joe videos. Yeah, some were very funny and some days. missed pretty hard. That's what the kids these days don't realize uh, about content is that it used to be like pretty hit or miss with all the things. Because like Homestar Runner, like we would uh, wait until every Friday there'd be like a new uh, strong bad email. This was like before YouTube. Oh yeah, this yeah. is way before YouTube. This is the day of Flash yeah. websites and America yeah. Online. I remember going to Homestar Runner and so, checking for those strong bad emails. Yeah, so you'd, like these Flash websites would come out with like the joke of the week, basically, and uh, sometimes it was just a real stinker. And yeah, like like, oh, like every good. single thing Jib Jab ever did. You remember those fucking shit ass videos? Jib jab? Which one was jib jab? They their oh. like moment of popularity was I guess it would have been like the two thousand and four election. Uh like the that was the that was the Gore Bush election, right? Uh-huh. And they had a jib jab video about Gore and Bush. Yeah, and it was just like uh mouths. Yeah, it was like shit flash animation uh combined with shit jokes, but nobody had ever seen an internet joke before in the mainstream. And right. so like everybody's parents and uh, aunts and uncles were like, ah, look at this hilarious thing. I'm going to email it to all of my friends. Yeah, exactly. Just like peanut butter jelly time. Like what? Well, peanut butter jelly time kind of rules. I got to be honest. Uh, but jib jab sucks ass. So yeah, fuck jib jab. Fuck you, jib jab. You shithead centrist motherfuckers. <laughs> Classic I'm both sides ism. I'm doing my hair right now. Ooh, get your herded. Yeah. What are you doing to your hair? I'm just like straightening it and curling it. Like you straighten it to then curl it. Like it's like I have wavy hair, but it doesn't wave in the way that I want it to. Ain't hey, hey, that right. the way? Ain't hey, that the way of the world, Linda? Oh yeah. You've got the wavy hair, but it's the wrong kind of wave, of course. Yeah, so you have to completely rid your hair of all waviness to, to inject incorrect. the correct wave. And now correct. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I'm having Good a bit of a hair moment, too. I'm growing my hair out from my oh, really? prior buzz cut, which I've done for most of the pandemic, pretty much the entire pandemic, uh, because I want to get a proper real haircut for my sister's wedding in a month and change. 
I don't want to look like a fucking buzz cut uh, bonzo there. Like an army boy. So I'm in this awful stage where my hair looks terrible. I look like a big fucking idiot. I look like, a, what's the guy from Boy Meets World? Corey. Corey, what's his last name? Oh, yeah. Corey Murphy? Uh, is that what it is? Corey. 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 Uh, I don't remember. Murphy? Is that right? I don't think it's Murphy. Corey. M- anyway, I look like that guy. Except uh, my hair is perfectly straight. So it's like, it's either like a guy that stuck his finger in an outlet and, and gave himself uh, stand up hair because of electronic shock. Yeah. Or electric shock, not electronic shock. That's not how it works. Right. Or I look like that guy that guy from boy meets world but uglier that guy's nice though uh cory matthews <gasps> you figured it out thank you cory matthews yeah which is funny because i always tell you that your wife looks like topanga yeah i you've said that a couple of times and i really reject that comparison in a big way i mean it's a good thing no i don't think it is i remember it explicitly when i was younger uh i was like not into topanga at all topanga's a babe I did not think so when I was uh, the Boy Meets World age. Well, you were wrong. As a 33-year-old, I will not weigh in on the attractiveness of the, I'm sure, 19-year-old actor or actress that was playing Topanga. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did not find her attractive when I was of the appropriate age. Well, she's 40 now, and she uh, is all up on like Hallmark movies and stuff, I think. That tracks. I, I, yeah. I've never heard that before, but I totally buy it when you say it to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know for sure that she is, but whatever. They got, like, deep <laughs> in the whole house. I don't know if she is, but I'm going to say it. And I'm going to say it. thereby contribute to the misinformation floating around in the world. The misinformation about Daniel Fischel Carp. Is that the name of the actress that played Topanga? Danielle Fischel Carp. I'm going to look up this woman now. Yeah. You just send you her Instagram. Not on the Instagram, though. Official. For people like me who are not on Instagram, I'm just sending you right now. Uh, it's frustrating because they do everything that they can to get you to use the app. I'm like, just let me see these people's pictures. Like, I just want to, like, scroll once or twice, get a feel for what they look like now, and be done with it. Yeah, but you know how the internet works, Linda. It's, it's not, like you scroll once like and they're that. like, Give us all your personal information. Yeah, and start I, just, a Facebook I do not account. find this woman remotely attractive, which, you know, I find oh. most women attractive, but sorry, Danielle Fisher Carp, you're just not my type, and you have never yeah. been. <laughs> oh, of course you're posting fucking RG, RGB memes. God. What's wrong with that? Oh, I just, I don't like the whole RBG is a, like, saint worship thing. Oh, Yeah. She was like a basically a centrist as far as I'm concerned for her entire career. All right. So that's like a third mention of centrists and we're only like two, two mentions. And you know that I hate centrists. It's a, it's an ongoing thing for me. But it seems like something happened. Did something happen? No, you just sent me a, you sent me a, what was the first mention of it? I forgot Um, already. Oh, jib jab. (laughs) Oh yeah. We were talking about early internet memes and jib jab sucks ass and uh, RBG. Not much better. Let's be honest. Right. So what's the the problem with the centrist? They're just kind of like copping out. I think that the biggest problem with centrism is that it pretends to be a political ideology when it is, in fact, the absence of a political ideology. Mm. And so it like, you know, I mean, that's just like human psychology, right? Like people want to 
be most people I think don't want to be extreme in anything. They want to like, you know, give me the three price points. I'll get not the cheapest one, not the most expensive one. I'll get the middle of the road one. I, uh, you know, I want to like be open minded and hear both sides of all the issues and stuff. And I think what centrism actually is is a like trick basically to try and convince you that the both sides of this are in fact two equal and opposing sides and that there is right. a middle ground when in actuality the middle ground is extremely conservative relative to what my politics are. I I, I get very sensitive about it because I, I definitely identified as a like centrist <laughs> or like, you know, moderate, like in like high school and stuff, like middle school uh, and high school. I was like, Oh yeah, everybody's wrong. Basically. I was like my whole, attitude was like cynicism for the most part right and i was so cynical. you identified as a centrist i did then. i definitely did uh, and that was a big part of like the, my way through the world because you know me i'm very cynical and so I'm, I'm very good at picking apart arguments and so i thought like oh yeah what it means to be like a good politically, politically engaged person is just to like pick apart all the arguments of everybody on all the sides and then it turns out yeah. that actually a lot of those arguments you can't really pick apart <laughs> it's just they're just actually yeah. good arguments because arguments are not all equal, Linda. Some are good arguments and some are god-awful arguments. Yep. Also, I think it's okay for a middle schooler to <laughs> be undecided in their political... Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of that. Uh, but I did feel like I fell for the trick for a long time. And then my frustration at it now is that I felt like I got tricked when I was in middle school right. and high school. And so, I think that I felt like... I would call myself like a what is, like a moderate like I'm I'm in in between somewhere, um, and but like even when I would say that to people, I knew that I was just lazy. I was just like, this is back when you were I, in high school. You mean? Yeah, but even in college, just like I am too afraid to be wrong, uh, <laughs> and so my cop out is to disengage entirely, and. I like tell myself, Oh, I'll get more into that tomorrow or sure. next year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely like a logic pilled atheist dude, pretty much. Yeah. Where I was like, I'm a centrist. Everybody is wrong. And also there is no God. And that's my whole shtick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Is more than I could. I was not, that's not, oh. is not, not a good way to be. I'm glad I grew out of that. Yeah. Well, that's good. Anyway, I don't, we don't have to talk about politics. This is dumb, Linda. How are yeah, you doing in your life? I have not spoken to you again in a minute. You've been out and about, unable to record, living your life, zooming around the world. What's uh, where, where are you at? What's going on with you? Well, I'm in New York right now. Uh, I'm currently looking at my hairline. Got a lot of grays. Oh, I want to go gray so bad. We talked about that a bunch. Yeah, we have. Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm not great. I'm like, I'm just kind of bumming right now. Yeah. It's been actually kind of a bum month for me, too. It's just felt really. Shitty. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. We can have another friend call soon. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like revelatory to divulge. It's just like fall's coming. It's like a very melancholy time of year. The yeah. uh, It's been six months since Day killed himself, which is crazy to think about. But uh, that's a thing. It's a recent a milestone for lack of a better word. And yeah. uh yeah, I don't know. It's just been been kind of been kind of melancholy. Uh, you got a lot more yeah. going on me than me though, so well it's not a competition. I know, but if it was you'd be winning. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as you know that. It's okay. So is this still uh, just mom stuff and neck stuff for you? 
Oh yeah, like Mark and I have been having our our share of issues, like challenges. Yeah, I, I wish I think I want the world to normalize relationship issues a little bit more. Yeah, I think that it's like, you know, like I just found out that a buddy of mine who I visited not too long ago, uh, like him and his partner just split up, and I was like, what? Like I thought they were the happiest couple that i knew on instagram it was all smiles and uh heart eye emojis so i don't understand <laughs> yeah, like, what the problem i would was. have like conversations with this person like irl or we would do like zoom hangouts or whatever and just always seems like things are sunny and i'm not saying that everyone needs to like disclose everything about their lives all the time but it definitely seems like there's like not still not a normal avenue for people to talk about the stuff that's hard you know there's it's like you have like your closest it. buds and then like anyone else like is like i don't know like eh, no 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 keep that stuff over there there's a big stigma to it i think I, I think a lot of it comes from this like indoctrinated idea of like true love and the idea is like oh relationship shouldn't be hard and if it's hard then you or your partner are not right for each other or you're doing it wrong or whatever and that's just not true in my experience of the world like i don't know yeah. anybody in a long-term committed serious relationship who has no issues right yeah uh, and so it's like we have this culture of if it's hard then you're just lying to yourself about how your relationship's not working and it's like well no actually it does take work that's just kind of how things go right and then it can be kind of a lonely place to be because you kind of get stuck between like yeah like trying to push yourself towards that narrative of like, well, I deserve better and I deserve to be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. And then like reality, of like, I oh, am no, the I protagonist. Everybody <laughs> else is here to make my life good. <laughs> yeah. And like, Oh, or maybe a relationship is just work and that's normal. Yeah. And uh, it do be yeah. work, Linda. I can confirm at least yeah, it, my relationship of 10 years, which is a great relationship just celebrated our third wedding anniversary is happy anniversary thank you linda can't believe it's been three our third wedding anniversary is on the exact same day of the six months this day killed himself that motherfucker had the Aww. gall to kill himself six months after we were you know two years and six months after we got married rude I'm sorry, rude that's hard um but yeah it, it continues to be work but that is that's that's what it is that's that's the whole thing like yeah. a relationship is a thing you decide to work on with somebody. That's like, a, it's a shared commitment to working on something. Yes. Together. Exactly. So yeah, so that's kind of where I've been. Just like a little bit hiding, a little bit melancholy. Uh, also like working, but just very tired. I've been fucking exhausted too, Linda. I've been sleeping like shit. Only last week did my sleep kind of get back on track a little bit. Yeah. How did you get back on track? Did you go to uh, How did you get back on track? I think I just kind of like pushed myself extra hard for a couple of days until I was exhausted and then I had to sleep at night normally. Oh. But for a while there, I was like staying up super late because I couldn't get to sleep and then napping every afternoon for like two or three hours, which, yeah. you know, that could go either way. That could be a very, you know, posh European siesta lifestyle, or that could be depression. <laughs> Which right, one is exactly. it? It's hard to tell. Which one are you telling yourself it is? <laughs> <laughs> Time for a nice siesta because I'm incapable of doing literally anything else. <laughs> and a siesta sounds more fun than a depression coma. Exactly. 
Well, I'm glad you're sleeping a little better. Mm. Yeah, I had those fucking uh, cortisone injections really make sleeping bad. Really? Do not like. Yeah. Like it's, just because uh, it's painful or does it like mess with your no, chemistry? Just, I think it messes with your chemistry because like cortisol is the um, like fight or flight hormone that your body produces essentially when right. you're like stress and it reduces inflammation. So they just like inject you with a shitload of it like right into your spine. And that's like, you know, when you are in a, a bike accident or a car accident or whatever, and you have that like big rush of adrenaline, you just get up and walk around. You're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I feel fine. And it's right. like that chemical. It's just like jazzing you up and making you ignore all of the pain in your body. <laughs> yeah. Similar thing. I imagine. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like, it's, it feels like your eyes are both being sucked into and out of your skull at the same time. That's the only way I can really describe Boy, it. Boy, that sounds awful. Linda, I gotta say <laughs> that sounds like horseshit, my friend. I know. Well, I think I'm also maybe more sensitive to these things. I don't know, whatever. Um, so I had a couple of like sleepless nights and then, uh, yeah, did some traveling. I got to go to San Francisco for my client and help them talk to their architect about this new office that they're building out. Oh, so that is cool as hell. Super fun. Damn. Super fun. That's my dream, basically. Right? Just like picking out tiles and textiles and like i don't want to be the actual architect that sounds like a hard work and b you got to work for a bunch of rich ding-dongs for the most part right but you know but like the the brand overseer that helps in, like inform the architect like yeah i'm all about that let me let's make yeah. a let's make a nice space you know yeah exactly so you walk in you're like make the logo bigger put it everywhere <laughs> I was like there to kind of help tone it down because when I branded this company, I gave them the colors of like hot pink and orange as as some of their like core brand colors. Mm -hmm. And so then you're like, okay, we're not literally going to paint the walls hot pink and orange. Uh, and you're like, so we, coward. This is why your company won't ever <laughs> succeed. Why did you hire a professional if you're not going to listen to me? Paint these walls day glow. God damn it. No, bad. Too intense. Yeah, so I, I wanted to push things in a more subtle direction um all the, like we can huh there you go i was gonna say all all the the bright colors you can insert with like less permanent pieces you know like maybe a cool armchair or like some pillows some books all the uh all the branding projects i've worked on in my my career which are not uh the quality or quantity as you obviously but the ones i have worked on all basically either go one of two ways uh one way is that I feel like the brand or identity work I did is largely ignored and just, you know, they put it on a shelf and just kind of go do their own thing. And then every once in a while, like slap a logo on the bottom piece of paper or whatever. Uh, or I feel like it is uh, embraced too much <laughs> where they just right. like, uh, they treat it like the Bible. And then it's like uh, these decisions that were made, I mean, they were made in an informed way, but they were small decisions that now have been magnified to like, you chose this color six years ago. Now we are setting up an office and we are going to paint the entire office this color. Yes or no? And it's like, oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. That was just a color that looked pretty good to me six years ago. <laughs> you don't have exactly. to do everything in that color all the time. And this probably speaks exactly. to my uh, relative failure as a good brand designer because I, I obviously have not left my uh, my clients with the the correct context and information to properly utilize the work that was done for them. But that is yeah. what I find in all the brand work we've done. But it's like at a certain point, it's just out of your hands, you know, like yes. I, I had the same exact thing happen with, with this client where I've made them a pattern 
uh, out of like pieces from their logo and just kind of like, here's a, here's a little bonus piece mm-hmm. uh, that you can little use. Little did for you know that pattern would go on everything. Yeah. It's on the walls in the conference room. It's on uh, everyone's like LinkedIn backgrounds. And uh, n- now I'm like, Oh, we got to fix this pattern. Cause this is not, right. yep. <laughs> not my best, my, my most favorite prized possession. No. We've talked about how like identity design work is by far my favorite kind of design work, except that I hate brands. Like it's yeah. like my, my ideal artistic expression would be like working with individuals to like express their identity in like their spaces and their wardrobe and like, just like help people better like self-actualize basically uh, in yeah. like a comprehensive way. I, and I love that work. I just hate that you can only do it for corporations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like our identity is making money in this way. Everyone's identity is making money in a certain way. And then some lofty kind of BS thing that they pretend is their identity, but is actually just a facade for making money in some way. Yep. Maybe there's a way that you can do it for humans. You I actually have to... do have a, a kind of idea that's, that I've been, I've been sizzling on for a while, but I'm not ready to talk about. Not ready. Not ready. Give us a teaser. I can't. I mean, I think I already gave you a pretty a pretty sufficient teaser. But okay, cool. Maybe maybe someday, Linda. It's on yeah. my list of things I'm working on. They got like services like that for everything nowadays. Um, like the gig work economy is is really getting niche. Uh, I don't like, like that either. Yeah. I, I don't want I don't want any economies to be involved in what I do in my life, which is yeah. an unrealistic expectation for uh, for life in this country or most countries for that matter. You just want to move to a little island in the sky and say once a month someone can visit me and I can help you self actualize. Yeah, we talk about it. I, I want to run like a little artist <laughs> retreat where it's like you come to the artist retreat, we will like talk about you, we'll learn about each other, we'll like make art together. That's what yeah. I want to do. That sounds delightful. Yeah. Very dreamy. So dreamy. Very unachievable. Unless um, I win the lottery. <laughs> so last week, my friends came to town. The one who does uh, Halloween decorating and stuff. Oh, yeah. We talked about life. Halloween Brandon so many times on this podcast. So many times. Shout out Halloween Brandon. Shout out. Uh, we had so much fun, Andy. I think we talked about Halloween Brandon the last time we recorded. Do we have recorded twice since he left, or has he come twice in rapid succession? I don't know. Do we tell? Did I tell you about the trip already? I, I just think don't we. I think we talked about Halloween Brandon, but I can't remember the details of the trip. Well, we probably did, so I won't bore our listeners. Like people tune in to get bored. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I was thinking about, Linda. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a new podcast that is by far my favorite podcast right now, which I may or may not have told you about. It's called Bunta Vista. Uh, everyone should check it out if you like podcasts and it's a, you know, it's a classic kind of show that I like. It's just some like charming, witty people talking to each other about nothing. Right. Uh, it's this group of four friends and it's like a, some subset of them every time. And they're just chatting about bullshit. Uh, Mm -hmm. but one of them who, the guy that actually like edits and produces the podcast has put a couple of things into the feed that are not podcast episodes. They're not like regular episodes, but they're just him sitting around a campfire alone with his dog just talking about something really yes and i'll send you one that was extremely uh charming and somewhat meaningful to me and in it he talks about basically how his like life philosophy is that like life is all about just little human moments and like basically just like 
farting around and just like doing like menial trivial shit with other human beings and like having Mm -hmm. a nice time basically and uh, like refers back to this talk that Kurt Vonnegut gave at some university where they invited him to come talk about his work and he just talked about how it was nice to walk around the streets of the city and like go to the post office (laughs) like he just gave some talk about how it was like nice to do trivial shit Uh, and I feel like my new explanation for why the kinds of podcasts I like are so meaningful to me and why I like them so much is that it's like it's like the creative expression of how like life is just about hanging out being chill and and like puttering around so like yeah this podcast is not meant to be entertaining it's not meant to be like a a laugh a minute this podcast is meant to be like you just you just hang out we're just we're just putting around here we're we're all on this earth and we're just fucking fucking around until we die that's the whole thing yeah, but I think in order for that to really uh, actualize or whatever, like people have to be honest and like open to random things happening. Yeah, uh, and it requires like uh, I think it requires a an attention to the world that yeah. uh, frankly I think it's one of the things that I've always loved about you. It's like that's something you it comes very naturally to you is like paying attention to these little things in life. And that's why talking to you is so satisfying because you just observe these little things and find value in them. But so many people don't see that at all, right? They're just distracted by whatever shit they're doing or big whatever plans. Right. And even when people like plan to pets around, they turn it into like an Instagram photo shoot or it's like they have expectations about the way it needs to go. And then they're like fixated on making it like. Right. People turn all of their stuff into content. They like make podcasts. I'm talking to their friends. Like it's like really perturbed, (laughs) strange behavior. Why are they doing this? I don't understand myself. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think I don't intend for this show to be super entertaining, folks. This show is for fucking I. around. Fucking around and being real. It also forces, honestly, I, I've told you this before. This podcast is forces me to talk to you on some regularity. It's a, I know. It's a motivation for adult friendship, and it's hard to have long distance adult friendship sometimes absent any structure. So, this is our structure. Yeah. And I like it because, you know, like I was just kind of going through some times where I wasn't reaching out to people as much. And I might have just like not talked to you for many months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what our friendship was before we started making this podcast. We would like we would have these like bright, short moments of like being in the same city or like, you know, texting for a couple of days and then just months and months of silence. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much just described like my relationship with everyone else that I know. Yeah. I have a lot of those relationships too. Fewer, I think, as I've gotten older and like committed more of my time to like my local friend group yes. and community and like neighbors and stuff. But still have a lot of those internet friends. Do you think people are? Do you think the rate that people make genuine friends on the internet is going down or up over time? Uh, good question. I want to assume it's just going up, right? There's just more ways to connect with each other and more stuff like that. But then also, this could just be my you know, internet boomer attitude, but like I made so many friends on Twitter, you included, and like Twitter sucks now. <laughs> like yeah. the way that the world has changed, how it interacts with that platform just makes it so not at all conducive to meeting people in my experience now. Yeah, I think it feels a lot more anonymous and uh disingenuous. Or it's like people have their like online personas and I mean maybe people are meeting each other through it i'm sure they still are i just don't know at what rate because i feel like in my life i have 
this like clump of years where I made a bunch of really close friends through the internet, right? Like you, like Matt, who was in my wedding, basically, uh, like, you know, people that are really important to me. And uh, I, I have not made any new internet friends really uh, in, in a, quite a few years, which is maybe yeah. not the worst thing, but it is an interesting observation. Maybe yeah, that's just me, not the like, world. As I get older, I also chase novelty less. I was just telling a friend about this. I was in San Francisco for like a day to do that um, walkthrough with that architect. And um, I reached out to my best bud, Brett, who lives out there. And him and I went to Minnesota together and stuff. And um, he's one of my closest buds. And I just like wanted to see someone I really care about. So he like came over and brought tacos and we just ate like shitty tacos and caught up for a few hours and that was it. And, um, I was like, just remarking on it the next morning where I was like, I think that, yeah, like old Linda would have been like, Hey, Twitter, I'm in San Francisco, like looking for something new or like new people or like trying to like build my network out. And instead I'm more excited to like go deeper with the mm. people who I really care about. I think that's how I've always been, but yeah, that's my, that's my dream. <laughs> It's my dream one night in another city is seeing a close friend and eating shitty tacos. Yeah, exactly. Like zero pressure. I was in my pajamas as quickly as I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The best the best things in life happen in your pajamas, I've found. Oh yeah? Yeah. Like banging. <laughs> like banging. Banging. Another one of my friends just moved to New York and he was telling me about all the cool stuff he's doing this weekend. And I just got tired, like even hearing it. Dude, I get tired when I like look at your city on a map. So like, <laughs> <laughs> trust me, I fucking get it. I think I'm at a weird crossroads right now or I'm approaching one. I'm like, what am I doing here? I've been saying this maybe for the last two years, but whatever. Like what are you doing in New York? Yeah, like I love this city. It's great. But I also like talked to my sister and I got like teary eyed because they were like, about to go to breakfast after a soccer game. And I was like, oh, that sounds so nice right mm -hmm. now. Not to mention that the cost of living is a quarter as much as it is in Brooklyn. Oh, at least, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. If oh. I were you, I'd be so tempted to take, uh, you know, take your freelance income and just move to a city where it is way cheaper to live because you don't need to be in New York for mm -hmm. that work. I would just, I would fucking, I don't know. I'd be very tempted to live somewhere else. Yeah. Because like, I mean, also like what kind of, what are the, hi Lenny. Wow. And, hey, Lenny. Hey, what's up? what's going on, buddy? He's looking at me like, don't get in the way of me. <laughs> Bitch, I'm screaming. Watch out. Hey, <laughs> let, hey. <laughs> Come here. I, like, totally lost track of what I was just saying. Oh, um, yeah. You're talking about how New York other... felt, uh, like, why are you here sometimes to you? Yeah, and so I think this is another way that, you know, relationships are hard is because, like, I know probably what I'd be doing if I were just me I'd be doing a, a real Linda and probably just like moving because it's been three years and uh I'd Linda go says, as I get else. older I seek novelty less also if I were not in a committed relationship I would <laughs> be living in Iceland right now or whatever <laughs> yeah I mean right now I'm I think I'm craving home you know but yeah. to to bring somebody there it's like a huge thing be like hey come to the city where you know absolutely nobody and uh i promise it's not as racist as it seems sometimes <laughs> 
would you like to be dependent on me for all of your socializing in your physical life because you know nobody yeah. and I know everybody? Does that sound good yeah. to you and healthy for us as a relationship? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so then you just kind of end up being like, okay, well, I guess we'll just stay here spending lots of dollars on rent. Yeah. Yeah, it's been... um. Not, not since I'm, it would be like seven years we lived in this house in December. And this neighborhood has really become a place that I feel like I am consciously like staying because I love it here and because I have like roots here. Where before, like I was in Baltimore by what I would describe as circumstance. I was like, oh yeah, like I happened to end up, end up in Baltimore. I don't have a good reason to leave. So I'm still there because no good reason has presented itself. But I'm sure I would like living in any city and like I'm not committed to this place long term. But now with like all of our neighbors and stuff, I do feel like, yeah, this is where I want to live. And it's a nice feeling. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love that you have that place. Yeah, me too. Hey, a house was went up for sale in our neighborhood. You wanna you wanna come move to Baltimore? <laughs> oh my God. No. Uh, Hillary yelled from downstairs, yeah, do it. So uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I'll run up by Mark. We'll see. Maybe we'll be there like next week, just buying houses. It, you would be shocked at what you can get for how much money it would cost. Uh, we we lost we lost another old neighbor in our neighborhood. They, uh, you know, that's that's how it goes when you get real old. But that's been the pattern in the neighborhood: is either old people move to retirement homes, or they die, then young people buy their houses, and that's how the neighborhood has turned into a bunch of people that are more like us. That's what's going on in my neighborhood. Yeah. Crazy, man. I look old. I'm so tired. I need I need a bunch of naps. Naps are great, like I said, but is it a fun nap or is it a depression coma? It's really hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> and is it good if it's a depression coma? Unclear. It's probably not good that you need it, but it's probably good that you did it, right? Right? <laughs> Andy, I need to take a photo for my new website. Yeah? Help me actualize uh hmm what do i do you know it's we've so talked awkward. about this years ago uh really? i think it was you were like you had to send in a photo or something for a conference you were talking at or something oh. and we actually had a pretty long conversation about like what you could do in your photo to express the the linda way of being i'm gonna take a photo of myself right now with the kodak camera i feel like you always end up with very tasteful and good photos of yourself whenever you need them you have like a long history of like good profile pictures i feel like oh thank you, you right got, now i'm my... sure you got friends that are photographers and stuff it probably just like happens naturally you know <laughs> well i do have a friend who i was gonna pay to do it to take it for me um so i like the photos he takes right now my twitter picture is a very understated chill photo <laughs> understand i'm gonna look this up now yeah look it up i'm in my ring it's funny you you basically never use twitter anymore but you posted recently about like trying to hire somebody for something through work and i got a yeah. notification from twitter that was like because you like the arts and graphic design you might like this tweet from an influencer and it was you being like i need to hire an animator who can whoa it was just funny to me that it like grouped you into like you know of course designing. you are you are an influencer in uh, in arts and design but it's that's not why i think of you as obviously yeah. You're Linda to me. I'm just a regular asshole. Let's see. Uh, understated. That's a fun picture. You were like, you're, it looks like you're at like uh, like Niagara Falls or something, and you're on the boat ride that's going to get all wet, so you got your rain jacket on. <laughs> yeah, it was just at Cold Spring, New York, like a little town that's an hour north. There you go. 
and it was beautiful weather that day and I was having fun stomping around with my doggy. I think I think a picture of you I think an understated picture is appropriate given where you are at with your work and life. Yep. Which you may or may not want to communicate to people, but I think you should. I think you should be like honest, be like, hey, I'm a very experienced, very skilled, very in demand woman. And also I'm taking it kind of chill with work right now, somewhat intentionally. Yeah. So you can That's have my attention it- if you want, but like, but uh, no pictures of you fucking talking at a conference. No pictures nope. of you like in you know standing with a group of uh, well dressed people in the the unfinished architectural uh, you know layout of this new office. We are like pointing at something and everyone's looking at you. You know with nope. bated breath. Right. None of that shit. Like nope, I think I think you and your dog in the rain sounds great. That's like uh, that's some, <laughs> it's some real human shit. That's that's what you're doing right now, you know. That's why it says reinstalling, and it also has an image of a computer being dragged into a trash can. I I did like that. <laughs> I thought that was some good personal branding. Personal <laughs> brand. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so now I need, I'm, I'm working towards, I feel like 2022, that's when I might reemerge into the world a little bit more as like a professional with a capital P. Um, oh, look at you. You have plans to have a career still. La-di-da. Yeah. I mean, I need to pay this fucking rent. <laughs> Somebody's not as depressed as they say to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I took a couple of photos with this. Um, this little Kodak I got. Let me send you a picture of it. Oh, it's a digital camera. For some reason, when you said this Kodak, I assumed it was a a uh, film camera. It is. Oh, it is no, a film I'm camera. I'm a picture of the camera. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. It makes more sense. Because it was like, how'd you get it processed immediately? It's cute. So I saw this little guy on eBay, and I was like, oh, I want that. And I thought that it was actually Ooh, old. That's but very Linda out. vibes with that. The yellow. Right. The like Everything about it is extremely Linda. Yeah. And, uh, but then what happened was I found out that this is a new product because it came in the box that it was in. It was like, oh, a new that's how they fucking get you. And so I was like, well, whatever. I'm still not ashamed. And I looked it up and it was like, the uh, Gen Z is getting curious about film photography. And so they made this specifically for Gen Z kids who are like, Zoomers are a little film curious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what is this? I also am going to send you a picture of this duck that I have uh, sitting behind me. I got this stuffed duck at a thrift store and it's just about the saddest thing <laughs> that Oh my seen. God. <laughs> this duck is incredible. <laughs> like I was with Brandon and I saw it and I immediately like picked it up. Holy and he, shit. He, and Brandon hands it to Mark and he goes, Linda needs this duck because <laughs> Brandon knows me. And Mark was like, what? I don't get it. What? Why? What? Really? And I'm like, yes, I need this. <laughs> this looks like if uh, some like cheap company tried to like knock off Eeyore and like fucked up everything along the way. Yes. It's yes. so good. The, the bill so being good. bigger at the end is like the perfect way for it to be fucked up. Right? I'm it's gonna, got I'm like a big, a it's got a big like orange dong hanging off of its face basically. And its eyes yeah, like it's not perfect. in the right place. I sincerely hope you just keep the, uh, is it safety pinned up so it doesn't fall over? 
Yes. <laughs> I had to tie it to the lamp because it it's so like top heavy and its head is kind of like coming off. And but the the way that the bill like uh flaps to and fro like a like a really loose dong. The way it articulates. <laughs> It's so funny to me. It's like I have this little friend who just needs a hug. It's really good. I really hope the uh, other eye I can't see on the other side of his head is like slightly off center or non-existent. It's just like, it's it's too perfect. Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture of this koala bear that I also almost rescued from the place. But um, they're asking a lot for this koala bear. And I was just like not feeling it. That's your Brooklyn thrift store for you. Well, this was in Sleepy Hollow. Oh, spooky. Spooky. Yeah. It was fun. Here we go. Here comes the uh, koala bear. It's going to space. It's going to a server the, farm. The, the koala bear might be haunted. Ooh, is that a koala bear? It looks like a panda bear. Oh, panda bear. Sorry, I'm saying the wrong thing. It, the fact that it's missing an eye and you can see the literal sawdust in its head is a little bit um, alarming. Yeah, right? And uh, like, even if it did have an eye, it wouldn't be centered at no. all. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. And you know, symmetry is a little overrated. None of us are perfectly symmetrical, but this is a bit more asymmetry than you're going to want in your average face. Yeah. Man, I should have bought that thing. I'm really wishing that it was sitting here next to this duck right oh, now. Oh, I got to send you a picture of stuffed animals now that we're doing this. So I was having dinner with some friends a while ago. And somehow the topic of like childhood stuffed animals came up. And my friend told us like, oh, I have this stuffed animal from like when I was the day I was brought home from the hospital. And she's in like, you know, her mid to late 30s or whatever. And she pulls out this like stuffed animal, which I will send a picture of once I find it. Quick, Linda, vamp, 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 vamp. Vamp? I just don't know how long ago it was that I was having this uh, this dinner, uh, so I can't find this very quickly, but I'm sure I will. Scrolling past all my nudes. There's that. Oh, there's a Ooh. hawk that was in my neighbor's car. That's a thing. What? There uh, was a hawk in your friend's car? I'll send you the hawk thing first. Wow. Wait, what's the other one? It's selected, show selected. Was no. that like intentional? Yes, this is a, I'll send you this picture of this hawk, and I'll tell you that story too. Uh, first send you the hawk picture and then I'm going to find my stuffed animal because that's the real nut anyway the hawk story is I have a neighbor who's a delightful uh, retiree named Alice she's great and she is big into nature and big into bird watching so one thing she does for example is every year there is a starling murmuration a starling squad whatever a group of starlings is called that nests for like one week in a big old church in our neighborhood on their way north or south i guess on their way south because they do it in the fall so they're on their migration and they like you know spend a couple nights in this big church as every single year and every year she goes and counts all of them like hundreds of them she'll go and like do a count as they're coming in and out of the hospital of the uh the church ceiling so that she can uh like keep track over time of the growth of this particular group of starlings which i think is very charming wow. very cool oh, that is very very cute okay so i can't i can't i can't i don't have several pictures of these here's the other picture so this is a stuffed cat that uh my neighbor had when she was a child that she then uh kept for her entire life and then her partner found on ebay like last year the exact same cat but brand new and in its box and untouched from like 35 years ago 
And so now what? she has two versions of this cat, one that has seen some shit and one that is brand new. <laughs> and it is so funny to see Wait, them side by side. I just say the picture. There's no way these are the same. There's exactly it's the same stuffed animal, same company, wow. same year of manufacture. One is essentially completely hairless and one is an adorable little stuffed cat that looks so soft wow. and fluffy. How did the hairless one get so hairless? I think just, uh, you know, lots of hugs and being a relatively cheaply made stuffed animal. Deteriorated over time. Wow. That is so funny. Anyway, this is a classic, like, me before and after the pandemic meme quality here. Where it's like brand new, bushy eyed Uh, little kitten. And then just this uh, creature that's been destroyed by the sands of time. Oh, man. So I went to my old uh, Animal Crossing house last night for the first time in over a year. Did you do it because you saw the announcement of all the updates that are coming to Animal yes. Crossing in a, in a couple weeks? Yeah, uh, you're going to be able to farm. So I was like, I wonder what's going on in that little town. So I went and I bought some pumpkins. and uh, But then I went into like my house just to see what was uh, what it was like. And I feel like my house in the show really just outlines or in the game outlines like my mental state at the time. <laughs> this is capturing like June 2020. <laughs> it's so good. And what it is at is just a big empty I, I, room with an ornate rug in the center of it and the moon. <laughs> it's just hovering. Yeah. What what would be the equivalent of like a uh, two meter in diameter moon sphere that is just glowing in the center of this completely empty room with a uh, like <laughs> A classic like tapestry style uh, ornate rug and i see like the second i walked into the house i just started like cracking up and i just felt like oh man because when you like go up to somebody they're like wow it's been a year and four months since i've seen you and i'm like yep that puts me smack dab in the middle of the weirdest version of linda that might ever exist and you take them <laughs> to your empty ass moon room and say could a depressed person possibly make this <laughs> oh so good uh, yeah anyway so alice this uh, old lady uh, saw a, a hawk that was dehydrated and she just picked it up and put it in her car and gave it some water and drove it 45 minutes out to a uh an animal rescue like a wild animal what? rescue how did you know it was dehydrated because uh, it was like it looked in a bad way like she this picture that i have here is one she took when she got to the animal rescue, when I saw it, it was just in the box and couldn't really move, but was still, you know, Aww. conscious. And she knows a lot about birds yeah. is the answer. She knows the signs of a dehydrated bird, which I do not, but she does. Got it. Anyway, That's Alice cool. rules. She's the, she's the coolest ass lady. She sounds cool ass fuck. She <laughs> is. It's true. Nice. I think I'm going to go see the Bond movie tonight with Mark. Is there I a really Bond want- movie? There is. And I'm kind of craving like getting out of the house. Like I intentionally planned nothing today because I was like, I'm going to be so tired. I'm just going to want to sit there and do nothing. Mm -hmm. I went and worked out this morning and then I was like, oh, God, like, what have I done? I want to make use of this beautiful day. So I'm going to go sit in a movie theater. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) I wonder if Mr. Bomb will sleep with an attractive younger woman in this movie. I wonder. I can't wait for that shit to change, you know? When do you think we'll get the first Lady Bond? Oh, my God. Probably, like, next year. And it'll probably... <laughs> but she'll probably have sex with an attractive younger woman. Uh-huh. You know? Like, there you it's go. Still, like, cater to the male gaze, like, big time. Yeah. Gotta give him something to the dudes. It's funny, because, you know, 
in some ways, Bond is like, yeah, you want to watch a hot dude like trounce around the screen for the entire movie just for like a one nine minute makeout scene. It's like, yeah, yeah, dudes love watching dudes rock. Well, I gave Mark the option of watching Bond or the Halloween movie or this other movie that I don't even remember the name of, but Matt Damon's in it. And it's like uh, medieval times or something. And uh, he chose the Bond movie. So there you go. There you go. It's not even on my radar. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yep. Who is it's Bond big- now? Is it still Daniel Craig? Yeah. And he lives in my neighborhood. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I, I have Maybe yet. he'll be sitting next to you in the theater. Yeah, what if he just sits there for every single showing? And he just like keeps looking around to see if anyone's going to notice him. He's like, eh? Eh? Anyone? That's the kind of shit I would do if I ever had any kind of fame. Yeah. I think that they do it sometimes. I think they're kind of thirsty. I, I walked by like Rami, the guy from Rami. Um, Never even heard of this. I'm so old and out of touch. Yeah, it's a Netflix show, but he was walking in front of the CVS and we walked by and made eye contact and he kind of gave me this look like, do you recognize me? Like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. I bet you do. Hey, Mark is calling. I'm going to go answer it so we can plan our movie date. Okay, bye. I love you. Bye. Love you.